DeLuca. And I am Sean Porgmeat Watson. <laughs> we are Commanderin. Thanks for listening, everybody. We put a spotlight on community issues, but never, ever talk about three banned topics. Religion, politics, and Hearthstone. I had to check them to make sure I, I knew what they were. <laughs> this episode, we're not really talking about Commander or Unstable Cards, despite it being the season. Sean... You have somebody you wish to introduce. Well, let me paint a picture for you, Phil. Mm-hmm. As you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a I'm a baseball fan, and I'm sitting <laughs> at home in my uh, on my couch watching uh, the Baltimore Orioles, my beloved Baltimore Orioles, playing the yeah. the Blue Jays in a five game series, and uh, <laughs> it's it's going around the crowd, and uh, as it does in the slower parts of the game on the TV, and then. What do I see? But our next guest on telly what? mugging off the Baltimore Orioles fans. And I say, I know that face. Is that true? That is true. It's not true. It is. It's not true. I, was, I wasn't mugging off anybody. <laughs> Although that's what everyone who saw that clip thought I was doing. Well, I speak for the Orioles nation when I say, yes, you were, and <laughs> consider yourself not welcome in the state of Maryland anymore. Hello, everyone. It's me, Andy <laughs> Casino Horses Hull. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to our third annual third. Star Wars extravaganza. <laughs> it's pretty amazing this is the third isn't it yeah so force awakens was two years ago it was yeah yeah, yeah. wow strange and just that we have the opportunity to talk about new star wars films is pretty cool it is fun it is lots of fun we should say this real quick <laughs> this part of the show is spoiler free right yes. don't worry yes. about it we're not gonna say anything yet about the movie <laughs> we're not gonna spoil anything right. yet We'll give you lots of uh, uh, heads up before that happens. Yeah, we typically give our listeners about mm, six to seven minutes to uh, shut this off. Yeah. Uh, And we definitely will play a variation of the Imperial March before we begin talking about the spoilers in earnest. So um, if you hear the Imperial March and you haven't seen Star Wars yet, and it's important that you uh, not get any spoilers... Please shut it off. At that point, you will have been warned. It's entirely on you if you continue to listen and hear a spoiler and didn't want to. So, But yeah, you'll have plenty of notice. We don't want to spoil it for anybody who doesn't want it to be spoiled. Right. I do have a right. friend, though, who loves spoilers. <laughs> I have a friend who, act, who like actively <laughs> wants spoilers and likes getting things ruined for him. That... That's weird. That's very weird. I know. <laughs> I just like to. I just like knowing what's going to happen when I when I go in. It's like, whoa, okay, weird. Wow. <laughs> I um, I'd like to tell you both a Star Wars joke that I got told today. If you don't mind. Oh dear. So Darth Vader goes into a French uh, bakery and mm-hmm. says to the uh, gentleman behind the counter, "I'll have three loaves of bread and two um, apple apple pies, please." And he speaks French, doesn't speak English. He says, uh, que? I don't know what the French for what is. So Vader turns to him and says, <laughs> That was pretty close. Vader turns to him and says, 
pan, 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 ta-ta-tan, ta-ta-tan. Oh, my God, Sean. Oh, my God. <laughs> Andy's face. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's why I'm a professional comedian. <laughs> pan, pan, pan. Pan. Yeah. Tart. It's an apple tart. French apple tart. And you're a, fr- a Canadian. You should know this. <laughs> so there is, there is a reason. It's hard. It's really difficult to continue. Um, there's a reason we have Andy on every uh, now every year. He <laughs> missed the first one, didn't you? Is yeah, this the just second episode you. of the show that I'm on in a row. By the way, <laughs> it might be the third. <laughs> Um, yes, in theory, uh, this is a special episode, and so we'll be released out of order with the rest, and the next regular episode to be released is the one with Sheldon, but the last one we release is the one with you guys, so, yeah. Mm, okay. But, uh, so Andy, uh, Casino Horses Hall is a, uh, world-renowned expert in all things Star Wars. He has, he has written, uh, the, for the popular web series Space Janitors, which was, uh, based on Star Wars, right? And... Ladies and gentlemen, as of this weekend, Andy has seen all of the Star Wars movies. Some of them more than once. Single one. I'm the only person who's ever seen all of them. Oh, my God. like having that individual (laughs) achievement. (laughs) Yeah. No Uh, joke. I I nearly didn't make it through clones, so... Mm. It was Phantom Menace that did for me. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, if we get into talking about the prequels, we're going to be here all night. We're going to be here all night just... Just yelling, pulling your hair out and stuff. Let's <laughs> oh, not get into that. Let's right. talk about the here and now. Burn down the past. Yes. Burn it. Forget yeah. it. It's not worth it. I can't do an Adam Driver impression. Um, <laughs> so giving our listeners... That's a- not a spoiler, right? No. <laughs> no, that Adam Driver is in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Adam Driver is in this movie. Ooh. So we'll give our listeners a few more minutes of uh, spoiler-free conversation for now, what we'd really like everybody to go do is go give uh, five-star ratings to us wherever it is you get your podcasts. Also, up on YouTube, go up and comment, rate, and subscribe. Now, our friend Andy here also has his own show, and so you should go up and give him and his buddy Sean a five-star rating uh, wherever you get your podcasts again. And their YouTube channel is spectacular, so you need to go up there and watch their stuff. You should also visit patreon.com slash commander and MTG. Basically, we only get support from listeners, so your donations are very important. And at the end of the show, we're going to thank three very lucky patrons, but really, we're the lucky ones there. Now, uh, Commander's Brew, Andy's podcast, also has a Patreon, and that's at patreon.com slash commander's brew. So go up there and throw them a bucket show. Please, we do it, so... We're definitely fans of the show and patrons of the show and think you should be too. And so now we have a little bit of news before we get into the meat. The meat! Mm, The delicious porg meat. The Mm -hmm. delicious porg meat. (laughs) Astute listeners might hear that Shivam is, uh, his voice is missing. Mm. Sean, you have an update on Shivam. So as you know, uh, if you've been listening lately, Shivam has joined the Flat Earth Society. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I've... I've tapped into uh, the webcams I have installed secretly in Shivan's front room. And now, <laughs> yeah, he is currently sitting at home wearing a tinfoil hat watching InfoWars. InfoWars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something about Alex Jones is onto us. And if we 
keep recording this, the New World Order will switch us all off. I don't know. It's Shivam. He's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Shivam. I'm really sorry to hear about that. Um, or, uh, no, we actually support you in your your extra podcast activities <laughs> flat earthers man <laughs> yikes <laughs> yep um occasionally we will talk about decks and stuff and you should go up to deckstats.net slash commander and mtg and take a look at all of those uh we want to thank them for giving us a direct link to our decks so it's really appreciated uh playmats wow by the time this comes out we are almost done and in the months of November and December, this being late December by the time you hear this, shipping is $2.50 flat rate for anywhere in the United States. Order as many as you want, and it will only cost you $2.50 to ship them. So please head on over there. It's, uh, what is it, Commander and MTG slash R products, and uh, take, uh, take, take a look at them and buy as many as you want. Lucky folks will get um, perhaps even a foil version of Deadeye Navigator and God Pharaoh's Gift signed either by me and Sean or just by me because the cards arrived after Sean left. And we also have a donations page up there now too. Those are donations that will recur from month to month and they're through PayPal because the recent Patreon shenanigans were a little bit too disruptive for us and we're kind of hedging our bets. We're afraid of that happening again. Um, and, of course, we just collaborated with the fine guys at that wonderful show, Commander's Brew. And uh, it's our episode 121 and their episode 124. So go up, take a listen to or watch that, and you'll get to hear all about how we have usurped the natural order of things <laughs> and become the unmander rules committee that's right <laughs> the self-proclaimed rules committee self-proclaimed we have seized the throne and the power andy how are you dealing with the power oh the it's you know it's 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 not going to my head or anything i still remember remember the little people uh oh, yeah that got me here um so you know i you know i've sure i've had to you know Sure, I've had to throw a few in the dungeon, but you know, uh, that's you know, you got to break a few eggs if you want to make an omelet. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Have you practiced saying, "Don't you know who I am?" <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was already really good at saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. At Starbucks, when they yeah. say, "And the name for the drink, sir?" Do you not spit in their face and say, "Yeah, write just... it down." You already know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am. Damn it. <laughs> wearing a huge silver border around your jumper all the time <laughs> that's right we all need matching uh silver pinstriped leotards and or workout gear you, you act like i don't already own that <laughs> <laughs> well you'll have to send us the brand and model and we'll uh we'll pick them up that's a rules mm. committee expense damn it yeah <laughs> so i hear there's a star wars film that we should talk about there certainly is. And so at this point, we will begin transitioning. Once the music ends, listeners, I can't even say it without laughing because, because I know how this goes. Um, there will be spoilers and spoilers aplenty. So when the music ends, if you have not tuned out, you will be hearing Star Wars, The Last Jedi movie spoilers. Don't be here by then if you don't uh, want, want to hear it. 
pause it, go see the movie, come back, we'll be here for you. You are entering so are we ready? a spoiler zone. You will be destroyed if you are unaware of this fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so ominous. Well, you know, everyone else in the Bloody First Alliance is an English fop. Why can't I be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the First Order. The First Order will be victorious. Destroy yes. them, Hullbone. <laughs> Who knew that the First Order was actually populated by Daleks? Yeah, right? Exterminate! So we're back, and this is where we talk about the movie. And our plot summary this time around is going to be done by our field film critic, Andy Hull. Andy, over to you. Thank you, Phil. Uh, I'm standing here on Crate. Uh, It looks like snow, but it's really just salt. Trust me, one of the rebel guys will even tell you. Um, (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, just a very brief sort of overview, just to sort of refresh our memories here. Um, uh, It starts out, um, there's a, how does it start? (laughs) Have you seen the movie, Andy? (laughs) Andy's reading an online spoiler. the bombing thing, right? That was the, that's the start. We start yeah. off with the rebels leaving their base where we lost yeah. resistance. Sorry, leaving their base where we last saw them at the end of Force Awakens. Right. The the crawl would lead you to believe that this is just going to be Empire Strikes Back, uh, but they do avoid simply ripping the ripping it off completely. Although, like I said, the crawl really is like, oh, uh, I guess it's just the start of Empire here, right here. Okay, great. So yeah, they're evacuating. There's a big, there's a big, uh, really good space battle. I thought, I thought it was really great. Uh, we get introduced to a couple new characters here and there. Um, uh, but basically, uh, the, the rebels wipe out some massive ship, but they take on some losses, whatever. Uh, then we cut over to Ray. She's it was a up. dreadnought, right? Yeah. Dreadnought. That's it. With, with the big underslung cannons that apparently can like fire nukes or something. Yeah. They really like, they were really doing going to do a number on the base basically just to completely destroy it from orbit. Um, then we, uh, uh flip over to the old Island there on a- Acto. Is that how you say it? Acto. A-H-C-H. The Jedi Temple. Yeah. <laughs> the old Jedi Temple on this weird island uh, where we see uh, the, the real stars of the film, the Porgs. Little Porgs. Um, <laughs> which are little birds, but when I saw them in the preview, I thought they were definitely like weird, like rabbit-like creatures. Like, yeah. With, you know, with no ears. They're like a puffin slept with a prairie dog. Yeah. Luke, Luke doesn't want to train. Basically, listen, let me save you like... 45 minutes of this movie. Luke doesn't want to train Ray. There you go. Uh, yeah, so then she's just basically pestering him the whole time. Uh, then there's some problems because the guys are run- the, the rebels are running away from the Empire or whatever, the New Order. And uh, that's what they're called, right? That's not first just a- order. The First Order. <laughs> yeah, that's the New Order's a band. 
<laughs> they do a great job of uh, of creating a lot of stakes uh, when it comes to the uh, the Rebel Alliance basically trying to stay together and like exist. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, uh, Finn and uh, and Poe they have a little plan, and then they go go to this casino planet where there's these horses. Anyways, <laughs> we'll come to um, later, yeah. yeah, they get captured. What and did then... you? What in the end, in the end, uh, Luke basically like uh, Ray and Ray and Kylo Ren have a showdown. Um, what you think is going to happen doesn't happen. Uh, Luke dies. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, that is a, that is a, an accurate summation. Of the movie. <laughs> That's what happens in the movie. <laughs> I've only seen it once. I've seen it twice. So it actually. I know you've seen it twice. You probably should have. You probably should have done that. <laughs> well, Sean, uh, very quickly, would you say that Andy missed anything? Um, <laughs> the key parts he missed would be uh, Ray tries to and somewhat successfully turn Kylo Ren to the light. Kylo Ren kills Snoke. Looks like he's about to join the light, and then at the very moment of his. Um, following his father's heart to Ugh. quote the film uh has a moment of you know jesus christ lust for power kind of moment where he says mm. no actually we can destroy everything in the past let the first let the resistance die skywalker's gone snoke's gone the sith have gone the jedi have gone let's me and you ray start something new with the first order um and she it's an amazing moment it's good it's a, 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 they're the moments i live for in star wars those little emotional kicks and um she says no <laughs> she said i thought about it and no uh and does a runner and <laughs> does a runner mean she runs away right? luke does a runner is an idiom for she runs away yes uh, Luke um, confronts Kylo Ren, but he's like force projecting, using all his energy of his connection to the force to fight Kylo Ren. He's actually just, he does the trick that Arnold Schwarzenegger does at the end of Total Recall, where he's just a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I would have compared that to. And That's amazing. Here's a moment. Here's a <laughs> yes. moment for magic fans they're going to love. As a final shot of Luke Skywalker, because he'll be in the next film as a Force ghost, and you know he will. Yeah, uh, as a sure. final shot of him as a living uh, human being, sitting on cross-legged on top of a rock with this beautiful orange and red double sunset that he's looking out over the sea. And it is an exact, exact copy of the art for the Magic the Gathering card, Sarah Avatar. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Next time you watch it, because you will see this film again, you go, oh my God, he's the Sarah yeah. Avatar. His power and toughness is equal to your life total. But, um, oh. And, and by then your life total is zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, it is kind of, it is Sarah Avatar. Good call. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess let's just start from the top here a little bit. And uh, I just want to say, I was right. I was right about everything. I was right. Now, how so? I can't dispute that because I didn't uh, know what you thought. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's true. Uh, true. When they named this movie The Last Jedi, I, I said on Twitter, well, thank you, uh, Lucasfilm, for telling us that Luke dies in this movie. Yeah. Which is exactly what, like, they did tell us that. And everyone's like, well, it could be plural. 
you know, oh, the Italian one, oh, confirms it's single. Okay, well, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, no, 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 man. You know Luke was going to die so that Rey can be the last Jedi. Like, right. Like, it's not not some crazy hard mystery to figure out, but, like, in naming that, they did give away a pretty major plot point, I think, pretty easily, you know, uh, deduced. So, uh, when I heard the title of the film, I presumed, knowing it was a training film, yeah, you know, old master teaches student, and mm-hmm. it was obvious he was going to be reluctant and everything. Yeah, I presumed they were going to do a sort of Kurosawa Japanese uh, samurai shogun kind of movie thing, and they kind of do do that. If you look at the way all the stuff on the island shot, Luke is one Fu Manchu mustache away from being a crotchety old kung fu master. And she's the young upstart and saying, no, no, you have to train me. And actually a lot of what he's doing is teaching her lessons without her really knowing it's lessons. Then you get the um, the cool kind of uh, swordcraft shot, very similar swordcraft fight with Kylo Ren and Rey against the Praetorian Guard, where the two samurai warriors take down the you know gang of mooks. And I, I just thought... Taking all the resistance stuff out of it, just looking at the Jedi stuff in it, the Jedi mm-hmm. Sith, for want of a better word, stuff, that all for me felt like a huge homage to the Kurosawa films. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and Hong Kong action films. Yeah. Like, like that fight with the Praetorian Guard was basically straight out of any number of wuxia films. And I just want to stress, that's not a criticism, by the way. It was damn No, cool. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, was, it was beautiful art. Especially in that full red backdrop, that yeah, that was eventually very good. Just burns. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bit where Kylo Ren just flicks on uh, Ray's lightsaber to just like shoot the yep. guy through the mm. eye. That was damn so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the best scene in the movie. Which, uh, by the way, everyone, I think we should <laughs> we should before we go over that scene. Too, I agree. I, I I personally agree. Phil's not sure. Well, well, I'm pretty sure that's the best scene in the movie, but this is a movie with many really good scenes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like even the little bit of, you know, Chewbacca around the campfire about to enjoy a, a, a delightful and tasty snack. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite moment in the film, that. So I, for those of you who haven't seen it, and those of you that have, there's a delicious moment, delicious mm. being the correct word, where Chewie's about to eat a roasted porg. And mm-hmm. some porgs look sad. He has two of them. Yeah. Some porgs look sad and he shoes them away. But then one little porg wanders up to him with its bottom lip wavering. <laughs> <laughs> like Chewie's just legit about to eat that porg's mother and father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, inspires the Millennium Falcon to be infested by porgs like tribbles, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> It was a real tribble moment for sure, because then you see them, yeah. they're all over, they have a nest on the fucking and all this, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, uh, absolutely adorable. Like, and not, not like overdone like Ewoks or like the the Gungans, oh god, the Gungans, oh. but just <laughs> so nicely done. And then the Porg that, the Porgs, I guess, that just live in the cockpit and one of them like puts on some like goggles or something. It, was like, it reminded me of the scene in Gremlins when all the Mogwais, before yeah. they turn, are playing with uh, Billy's toys. Yeah. I'm such a child of the ages. Yeah, the, the Porgs are in this movie the exact amount you would want them to, to be, I think. Yeah. Uh, 
kind of leaves you wanting a bit more, but also just de- definitely doesn't overdo it. So I was pretty yeah. happy with those guys. Yeah. I think it's pitched perfectly to sell exactly as much merchandise as they need to. All by Borg. <laughs> All absolutely yeah. by You know, the big Porgs that talk are like 80 to $140, depending on where you can get them. Yeah, they're, they're a huge talking Porgs. Wow. Like that. Something like, like that. that, in fact. Like that's <laughs> like that's not going to get isolated. <laughs> <laughs> so can I can I start off with a little? Oh, I'll ask you guys your opinion. What did you think about the humor in this film? Because the film I was starts about to ask you the same thing. on a joke. The film yep. starts on Poe Dameron asking if General Hugs, not Hucks, Hugs, because I say it twice and listen the second time is on call and pretends that he can't hear him. Yeah. And hugs, as he calls him, gets annoyed. Like, the film starts on a gag. A sitcom gag, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, I think it... Uh, okay, well, two things. I think it was good. Like, I think it's fine. It was definitely very funny. Um, but it did... Something that I'm not sure I, I I'm not sure if it's it's good or bad, but it made Hux it made Hux a joke for the rest of the movie, and he mm-hmm. was a joke for the rest of the movie, even in the other things he did, like not just because of this first scene. Um, now I like he's so over the top, anyways, and was in Force Awakens as well that like I'm kind of okay with that because he basically already is a joke. So turning him into one for sure was like. Okay, I think I'm okay with this, but I do understand uh, people who say that, like, they thought it was too much or whatever. There was a moment, a comedy moment early on, that nearly lost me for the rest of the film. But the film was good enough, they pulled me back quite quickly. But I was like, ah, F you, when I saw it. Which was, so for me, the most powerful moment of Force Awakens uh, wasn't when Rey sort of awakened her powers and fought Ren. Although that was the second, my second best favorite moment it was the very last scene where ray stands and she hands luke the saber and hamill oh, outacts yeah. everyone else in the whole film out in 10 seconds with just a facial expression of simultaneously like horror hope despair all in one facial expression and they ruin that moment which makes of this film because yeah, they, do. they, they show it. what happens directly after it they've reshot it he just takes the saber and tosses it over his shoulder. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Isn't the slapstick funny? Isn't what we emotionally invested in for the entire last movie utterly pointless? Yep. I did get butt beyond it, but there was a moment where I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, so so the, the start of the uh, of both through lines, basically, right? <laughs> it uh, It starts with a joke. Each one starts with a joke. And so we're like... We're we're definitely off balance. We're off kilter, and I get why. You know that's a that's a that's an important part of filmmaking to keep your audience guessing. But again, it's it's sort of similar to my last complaint, which was like, why is this? Why is this happening? Instead of it being why is this unknown, it's like why are we starting with humor? Pose humor in front of the massive star destroyer like that. You kind of get that's that 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 classic little pipsqueak against an elephant, and we've seen that a bunch of times. What I really didn't like about that was the anachronism of I'll hold, where he kept referencing it like, you know, like it was some sort of conference call. Mm -hmm. And we've all been on those conference calls, or we've all made calls where it's like, oh, please hold for you know, and it just didn't feel right. 
Um, yeah, like I, I think the part of it that didn't feel right for me was that exactly what you're saying is that is it's almost like it was a reference that almost like basically broke the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. It was a reference to to like current day Earth, um, and and all like it almost happened in the Force Awakens too when Poe and Kylo Ren are there. He's like, "Who's going to talk? You going to talk? Am I going to talk?" Like that that obviously isn't. Um, a reference to Earth or something, but the way in which he speaks is so different from anything else you've ever seen in Star Wars that it almost did pull me out of it, and it almost did like felt like it was almost breaking that fourth wall. Now, like, like I, I don't want to be like too hard on it because I did laugh and I did think it was good, and I know that there's good laughs and bad laughs, but like overall, I think it's I, I don't know, I think it's okay. It 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 really it really walked a thin line though. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we watch Ryan Johnson's other films, he does have humor in his films. It's a it's a tool he uses as a director, and it it definitely felt like the director's influence being injected into the film. And I didn't find it too quippy. Like it wasn't Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon-y, where everything's a quip. Waha. Yeah. You know, and quips is where it breaks the fourth wall, in my opinion. Someone says something sassy, which is only meant to be funny to the audience is a film quip. And Joss Whedon, I yeah. love his work, but he's awful at doing that all the time. Um, yeah. Well, that moment where Luke tosses the lightsaber over his shoulder is definitely from, you know, Joss Whedon's playbook. It's not that Joss had anything to do with that necessarily, but it's that classic moment where, you know, you open the crate and instead of seeing a, a whole pile of contraband, you see a, a, a small, you know, a small person, the guy's sister, and the character reacts instead of with outrage, he's like, huh. Yeah, right. It's it's in, it's an unexpected response. It's in Buffy where they summon the apocalypse demon, and it's only three inches yeah. tall, and they step on it. It's it's that, isn't it? <laughs> but I, it, it, it's like it's it's not even as good as those though. The the throwing the skywalk, the throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder. That's like a that's like a gag from it feels like the fifties or sixties yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like I felt like it's not only a, a misplaced joke that ruined a moment. It's an old joke of like. Meh. I don't care about this. Like here it goes. Who who really ever throws anything over their shoulder like that? No one does. It's a it's a joke that's only in movies and TV. Well, it's a good thing we turned the video off. Yeah, <laughs> we had to. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, that I, I agree that that ruined the that that did ruin that one moment though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was the most powerful moment in the Force Awakens, and then it came in and they uh, they just dropped it. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, the rest of the stuff between Ray and Luke was quality and what I expected, to be honest. So I, I was satisfied with it. I thought Mark Hamill's performance as Luke was uh, exceptional. I thought he's fantastic as a curmudgeonly broken man. You thought his performance was fantastic? Oh, I loved Mark Hamill. I thought he was no, great. I got to see it again, but I thought. There are definitely some scenes he basically ruins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, There's a couple of things. It's mostly him and Ray. Well, I guess it's mostly him and Ray through the whole movie. But where his like, he 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 pulled me out of it with. I don't know what it is. It's like the way he, the way he speaks or something. There's something about his acting. Like one one moment it's fine, and the next you're like, get out of here, Hamill. Like, what are you doing? Um, I don't, I don't think he's a bad actor. 
a lot of people really, you know, when they watch the original trilogy, they they really get on Mark Hamill and say how bad he is. And I don't well, think that's true. He's I th- very young in New Hope. Isn't I think yeah, he's very young in a New Hope, and I don't think he's bad in that movie either. Yeah. That's the one people point to as him being really bad in. But um, in this one, there's it was just a few moments. It wasn't that bad. Like it happens to a lot of actors, and I don't know. There was just something about something about him that. I, so I think he does a decent job. I would say. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll have to go back and take a look. A lot of it felt like he was um he he was definitely not playing the curmudgeonly space hermit, right? It, again, it feels like they were uh, Ryan Johnson was he Ryan Johnson is the director and writer mm. actually. Mm. He uh it felt like he was trying to make it really relatable to the audience and at the expense of it being, you know, pure Star Wars. Even Yoda when Yoda speaks later in the film, <laughs> Yoda doesn't really speak like yoda yeah but that's just because yeah exactly that's just because frank oz is old now yeah no so. no no i don't mean i don't mean the tone of voice i oh. mean the the pattern of words I, really? he speaks right. like yoda yeah. when you first meet yoda in the swamp at dagobah yeah he doesn't speak like yoda when you meet yoda dying in dagobah and he definitely doesn't speak like yoda and yoda in the prequels because nothing speaks like yoda in the prequels because he's a cgi piece of crud um yeah. i was so happy it was a puppet yoda by the way it got better so it it was like <laughs> i guess let's talk about yoda for a second so that was a puppet that it was a puppet yeah. i studied that definitely a bit. it was a yeah. cgi enhanced puppet yeah okay i there definitely was obviously cgi involved not just because he was a force ghost but but i i thought it was entirely cgi because they're getting that good with cgi now that i i just couldn't tell no, there's some shots where you get uh, near the back of his head where you can yeah. see it's latex. Um, yeah, yeah, it's either latex or bad CGI. I don't think it was bad. If it's CGI, I think it's fantastic. Like some of the best I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it was definitely better than uh, some of the other Yodas we've seen. <laughs> but... Oh, I, I think this is the best Yoda yet. I really do. Even better than the original puppet. Because if it's CGI enhanced, it just makes it look even better. I think I loved Yoda in this, and when he when he appears on screen, I was the I was the only person in the theater who went Psh, like that. Like I just was not interested in seeing Yoda in this movie <laughs> at all. I was no like, no no. It's funny. Screw this. How like what are they doing? <laughs> okay. Putting Yoda in this movie. The fr- I had the same reaction. I cocked my head and went, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Question. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Anyways, yeah. Would you have rather seen a CGI'd Alec Guinness? No, hell no. Of course not. Uh, A la Rogue One. Because that's the other option, isn't it? It absolutely is. And and I thought about that. Or Hayden Christensen. (laughs) 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 But, you know, CGI Alec Guinness could outact Hayden Christensen all day. Oh, God. Live. Yeah, live. Hayden Christensen, no problem. Yeah. But like I said, man, they actually used Yoda so perfectly. I thought it was really great. I ended up loving that scene a lot. It's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, It's a good scene. I quite like Luke's um, Luke's cockiness. While we're still talking Howl and characters, I quite like Luke's cockiness when, like, obviously when you've watched the film, you realize it wasn't really Luke. And the reason he's taken no damage, but when the entire force first order fires an entire army yeah. at him and he just brushes his shoulder off, that yeah, was cool. That was great. I liked yep. that. 
But I know yep. a friend of mine who watched it really hated that moment and said, that's not Luke Skywalker. I'm like, well, you've never seen Luke Skywalker doing Jedi stuff. And in fact, when you have seen him, it was in front of Jabba. And he was a cocky it, for want of a better... He was a cocky guy. He was just like, yeah. all right, <laughs> okay. It's your yeah. death, Jabba. Or oh, a oh, great one, you know. Yeah, I, I guess it. I guess it doesn't. It didn't feel like it was in line with the Luke we saw trying desperately to turn his father to the light side, right? Like that was a more like reverent Luke who was, you know, being very careful about all the things he did. I guess, but I, like, don't forget, this is that like kid from Tatooine, and he was like in a. He was like a little. I don't know. Are you allowed yeah, to say but, prick on the show <laughs> when he was uh, yeah, when he was on Dagobah? Like you know what I mean? Like he was kind of shitty. We're gonna test you. Uh, she gets a power converters. Yeah, and so like yeah, I didn't I didn't think any of the stuff that he did as far as character choices goes was any was it really outside of uh, who Luke Skywalker is? Well, this was this was definitely a different Luke. You know, this was a Luke that was mm-hmm. been through a lifetime of of really hard hard things, and hard experiences, and. Um, you know, even even though his instinct is to try to save, right? He has long since given up on Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, right? He, oh yeah. Even even this time around, he was not there to save Ben Solo. He was there to say goodbye to people and then uh, said, delay him, said, and that's sorry, it. No sorry, sorry, I failed him. you, Ben. But there was no attempt to. Uh, come back from that failure and in fact right um that failure was the the crux of what yoda's teaching to him was was that uh, the greatest master's tool for teaching is their own failures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah and that seemed to be the theme that really ran through the movie is failure and how to benefit from your own failures right yeah that's right yeah and I, they did a, they did a good job with that i think yeah well, the one thing I was really surprised about, and uh, this is more for the gamer geeks who are who are listening, uh, Force Ghosts summoning lightning. What? When did that happen? He's what? What? oh, uh, when he <laughs> yeah, lightning to burn the tree. He's um, yeah. He's he's a he's, pretty powerful Jedi, I guess. <laughs> he's arguably the most powerful Jedi. Yeah, sure, but you know, strong okay. with the Force. So yeah. Car- Whatever. Phil, a wizard did it. Now just accept yeah, it so and he... move along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a space wizard. Phil, it's magic. In in this movie, he would not have said, strong am I with the Force. He would have said, I'm pretty strong with the Force. I Man, there was that one point where Yoda said something. It was so backwards. I barely understood what he's saying. Like, I don't, I didn't think his way of speaking was that different. Actually, that's because Frank Oz had had a few nips before the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think so. That I think we could talk about Luke all day. I think we need to talk about two other things, which are the two other major plot threads, which is Kylo Ren and Rey, which is their own mm-hmm. plot thread, and the other big one, and the one I have the biggest problem with in this film, which is the whole Finn Rose Poe Dameron resistance. Yeah, thread. So I think we've covered a lot of. The, yeah, we we need to talk about. I Kylo thought you were going to talk about uh, Kylo Ren's pectorals there. Oh, mm. Well, I'm a straight man, but oh my god, <laughs> Adam Driver, you hunt. You know, hey, you you like what you see in here? Yeah. You like it, Ray? Hey, Ray. This is this is what you get when you join the dark side. What do you think? It's that great moment where she says, "Do we have to do this now?" And he says, "I don't want to either." 
(laughs) (laughs) when they're being forced to force communicate so all the way through the film Kylo Ren's great battle is um, his pull to the light which was mentioned in Force Awakens and he's trying to prove to Big Papa Snoke that he is not a waster and he can be like Vader but Rey is saying no you should be more like your father Han Solo and that is the emotional drive. I personally, I'm just going to put this out there. Adam Driver's Kylo Ren is my favourite, not necessarily the best, is my favourite and most engaging and most I'm invested in villain in any Star Wars film. More than Vader. Vader's a better villain, but I'm more invested in Kylo Ren. Hmm. Y- yeah, yeah, I think... I think that's because we see his humanity a lot more than Vader. Yes. Yeah. And when we did see Vader's humanity, it was Jake Lloyd and Hayden Christensen. Yeah. It was just ruined. It really was ruined. This movie, in in many ways, in this new trilogy, is really doing the things George Lucas supposedly wanted to do with with his back, his prequels, his backstory to Vader, I think. Like, they're really doing, they're really giving us a, a look at what it's like for this character, Kylo Ren. To go through this, except there, it's it's in the, it's in reverse, kind of, which yeah. I think is is great. I love it. Uh, that's the other thing this movie is all about: is setting up, uh, uh, you know, uh, expectations and then totally tearing them down. Uh, definitely a, a big theme, and in the, this relationship, does that so many times. Yeah, uh, Ray and and Kylo Ren. Everyone, of course, is going into this movie going, "Oh, she's going to turn to the dark side." Or he's going to turn to the light side, or they're going to flip. She, both gonna yeah, flip. exactly. They're going to flip. I, I thought, I thought that too. I definitely thought that. I was like, oh, well, yeah, they're going to flip. Okay. Um, and then they just, they just don't. They don't do that. They have moments leading right up to the point where they would, uh, and then they just, they stop it. They stop it, and they, they, uh, they don't do what you're expecting them to do. And that is, I think, the one of the movie's greatest uh, strong points. Uh, but yeah. for me, I, I like it happens. It happens like six or seven times, and there's like a couple of those times that like I didn't really need it. Then, like you, you know, like or or, <laughs> or at least I didn't need as much build up to it, right? Like, right. Um, and I mean, we uh, Sean and I talked about this before we started recording, but like you could cut like easily, you can cut a half hour of this this out oh, of this movie. But I'll that's come to that's that part when we talk. Yeah, we'll we'll resistance. get to that, but. <laughs> But um, uh, also, though, I, I, every scene between Ray and Kylo Ren is, like, gold. Yeah. It's yeah, great. It is. The moment of the film for me was when Kylo Ren is talking to Ray via the Force, and he says to her, "You, the truth is, you are nothing. You come from nothing. Yeah. You are nothing. But you mean something to me. Mm-hmm. And that is, the, that is the heart of the film there in that moment. Yep. Yeah, it ec- it echoes later after the duel and after uh, Snoke is dead and and the throne room like they're about he's about to take the throne and he turns to her and he says he he says you know the truth about your parents right you've always and, known and it, yeah. you've always known it and it's like this big reveal and then he just goes the, the, they threw you away like trash junkers mm-hmm. they traded you for gasoline money yeah. You know, they're dead. Oh. Uh, they're dead in some unmarked grave or whatever, and, yep. and, and oh. on, on Jakku, like yeah. they're just they're no they're no one. Oh. And like, listen, I you can come out of that movie and go, well, I don't know if he was telling the truth. He might have just been he saying was that to her. I a hundred percent think he was telling the truth, and I really hope they don't go back on that because oh god, I'd be so mad. But 
that's exactly what I wanted. I didn't want her to be linked to any of this. I think it's a much stronger decision to have this be like basically outside of the Skywalker story, but she just gets yeah. injected into it. Um, it makes so much sense with the Force is awakening all over the like universe, kind of like yep that kid, and we see that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We actually see that. So it, I, th- I think it's a great move. I loved it. Loved it very much. Should we talk about a couple of things we didn't like. Uh, before we sort of wrap up and no 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 oh sorry we have to talk about Carrie Fisher yet oh yes we do should talk about Carrie Fisher so big surprise Carrie Fisher doesn't die in the film sorry Princess Leia doesn't die right I expected Princess Leia to die because Carrie Fisher passed away died yeah I I have to too but then I think I remember I remembered that they said they weren't going to do that right like or that they were going to figure it out. And I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to kill her. Maybe they're they'll just handle CGI, it in the next movie. Uh, I don't, yeah. What are they going to do? Are they going to have her die off screen? I them like, to that's... make Laura Dern the new. Yes. And Carrie Fisher to go out sacrificing herself by driving yep. the, um, that awesome moment where they go to light speed with the cruiser through the supremacy. Oh, that was my awesome. God. <laughs> It was awesome, but it has it brought it to me. It brought up a lot of like questions science and problems. But still, no, not even, not yeah. even, no, not even science. Like I'm talking story, plot, all, uh, like, yeah, a like, lot, a lot of stuff. Like weapon and weapon and culture, uh, <laughs> weapon technology and cultural effects of of light speed. Like why don't they have a whole bunch of mini light speed uh, uh, sleds? Yeah, right. That's what uh, a bunch of us went to see it yesterday, and uh, we were sitting around after. Uh, like unpacking it, and one of my friends just went, "Why don't they just strap light, like light speed engines, to rocks <laughs> and like <laughs> yes. use them at like you know use them as, guns, as like basically. guns? Like you know what I mean?" I was like, "Well, it's probably pretty expensive, but like it's a it's a valid point. Like if it's that destructive, like why don't they use it as a weapon?" You're you are know? describing yeah. rail guns, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> rail guns. The bullets have. No, but they're the light speed? just flinging a solid projectile as fast yeah. as you can to light speed at something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, Laura Laura Dern's death was less surprising than Carrie Fisher's survival. Uh, sorry, than Princess you Leia's mean survival. Super Leia, because uh, yeah, Super Leia, because um, the the theme of the entire movie was out with the old, in with the new. Yes, yeah, right, and they even said it. Several times, yep. or well, at least two times, and keeping Princess Leia alive to lead the resistance uh, now nascent oh. rebellion. Yep, all the rebel scum references. <laughs> I think that moment where they're running and following the crystal critters, as they call them, and she the, she nods over. Let's Poe take command. I think that's her, her handing over command. Yeah. What are you looking at me for? Yeah. Yeah, Mook. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, New York uh, Carrie Fisher. What are you looking <laughs> hey, at me for? I He's... was in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> They're called, by the way, Vulptices. Yeah. An individual space crystal fox is Vulptex, but multiples are Vulptices. And what does that evolve into? And is it weak to my <laughs> Pikachu? This, the, yeah, no, that is already a, an evolution of an Eevee yeah. that we saw. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think it becomes Vulpasaur. Brian Johnson, yeah, exactly, or at least someone at the, his visual effects team has a hard on for fox-like creatures. Yeah, because even the space horses were uh, they're horse foxes. They have vulpine <laughs> tails 
And <laughs> what, like, um, Fenix is the sort of turned down. Anyway, we'll come on to them in a bit. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about the horse, the casino horses in a bit. <laughs> oh, I do hope we get to the casino horses. Oh, we will. <laughs> so, we're, we're talking, are we still talking about Ray and, and Kylo? I think in that we should probably mention the... the the we should talk about Snoke a little bit. Under use of Snoke, yeah. So Snoke dies. There's the big spoiler. Snoke dies uh, in a very cool way. I love the way they did it. I love the way like Kylo Ren kills him. Uh, it was really cool. Um, it was really cool. And yes, yeah, Snoke can read Ren's thoughts, but he's too arrogant and presumes he's thinking about Rey instead of thinking mm-hmm. about yeah. Snoke. Yep, exactly. But Kylo knew that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was just awesome the way he was doing that all at the same time with the same intent. And then, oh. It was so great. <sighs> so great. Um, uh, again, that's the best scene uh, in the whole movie. Yep. Uh, and that, that's also not like a put down. Like that. It was just a really great scene. Um, but, uh, man, I, I've, had, I've talked about this a lot with, with, the, with my friends who we all went to see it with. I, st- I just felt a little bit shortchanged on Snoke, man. I, I, I wanted to know a bit, a bit more. Like, I don't need a huge crazy huge backstory don't get me wrong i don't need to know you know exactly where he came from or all whatever how he got his force powers or how he studied the dark side all this stuff i don't need to know any of that stuff that's fine i'm fine with that being like kind of shrouded in mystery because when you think about it you know when we first met the emperor we were like who's this guy like what's his story and we didn't know it we never knew it and that was okay um and i and like people are applying the same thing to snoke which i think is is fine to be honest, but I just need like I just wanted like a tiny bit, just something like wh- like when when does he enter the story? At what point yeah. after the Emperor is dead and Vader is gone and the Death Star is destroyed? How how did Snoke all like anything? Any tiny little tidbit I think would have been fine for me because I don't know when you introduce a new character to a much beloved you know. Yeah, universe. Like you, you kind of want at least a little bit, at least yeah, a little bit. I, I don't think we got it at all, and I don't. I I worry, Andy, that they're gonna give it to us in extended universe stuff. Which I think is they will. Unfair yeah. on your average cinema goer. Um, yeah, th- not th- that's is... definitely how they're gonna do it, and it's gonna not be satisfactory. It's gonna be like whatever. Okay, fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But really, does anyone really want to know more about? Supreme Leader Snoke. Why did like, I care about him dying, Phil? Yeah. Uh, why? Why? I guess just because. Why do we care about him with a name like Snoke? Who cares? It's a bad He's name, dead. Yeah. It's a bad name, yeah, <laughs> Snoke. But like, what? Like, there's so much about him that's like, why is his face all, you know, messed up like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. What happened to this? You know guy. what he? What he should have done was, yeah. when I was clinging to the rock debris of Aldebaran after my planet was destroyed. <laughs> the t- Lucas would go back in and digitally edit Snoke clinging onto the side of one of them uh, asteroids <laughs> that the Falcon sees. I'll get I, you! I decided that should I live through this experience, I would wear nothing but gold lingerie. I like these gold robes. I loved his gold robes. Do you know why? Yeah, they I were really good. I, I'm I'm bummed out that I didn't get to f- find out a little bit more about him. It it like when we when we met the emperor, the emperor was Vader's like leader. He's the leader of the empire. He we know we know this about him. It's kind of all we need to know. But in this in this story, he's 
responsible for turning one of the main characters. Like he's res- like it's been referenced a couple of times. Yeah, so Snoke was that, already like, in him when. Yeah, Snoke's already in him. Well, how? Like when we heard about Vader turning, we didn't hear that it was the Emperor that did it, right? Otherwise, I might have thought the same thing. But like. No, it's just Vader went to the dark side. No, you know, whatever. Ben says that. Yeah, ben, ben says early on. Ben that, says that uh, yeah. a Ben says that Anakin Skywalker was turned by a Sith called Darth Vader to the dark side, implying it just happened. It, we don't know it at that point. But Kenobi Betrayed never says your father. Yeah. That's what he says. Kenobi he, he says never says, says yeah. that um, Palpatine young, had anything to do with it. No. No, because mm, of course, because you don't hear anything about the Emperor until he pops up on screen. And well, in, this is why we brought you on you're an expert of star wars yeah yeah a young young jedi named darth vader betrayed and murdered your father uh why is he getting the credit it was me that just remembered that (laughs) yeah he did thank you andy Um, uh i mean you said he said the word (laughs) sith which uh he does not say that um uh, but yeah anyways i I, like anything having to do with kylo ren i guess it's it's maybe even more about kylo ren than it is about snoke it's more about I just kind of want to know what happened there, man. I, I want to know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Some people were saying, though, that like, oh, maybe they'll reveal a bit more of that in the next movie. It's like, I don't think they dead. will. He's dead. Exactly. Why? They killed him, fully killed him. Uh, we've moved on even in this movie from his death. It's not like his death happens right at the end. Um, you know, I, I, there's no way we're going to revisit Look. how Snoke turned, you know, turned him. All that stuff's now in the past. Luke they says, are moving forward from it. Luke says, hey, to, ben. Luke says to Ray, hubris destroyed the Jedi Order. Right, and it's going yeah. to be hubris that destroys the first order in the next film when Ren sacrifices everything to go after Rey. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What that like, going yep. after entails, I don't know, but hubris will be what destroys the first order. Uh, hey Ben, what are you doing for Visitors' Day? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this this guy I met, he's he's coming to visit. He's <laughs> got some. Guy, he, he, I, I'm I met him at a bar. His name's Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> guy seems all right he's got some cool yeah. ideas <laughs> <laughs> right because we're probably getting pushed for time i think we need to talk about the most pointless half an hour of a film i've ever seen <laughs> oh. Go yeah on. so you can comfortably edit this film was too long in my opinion. It is by far the longest star wars film um beats the next closest by like 22 minutes uh which is sith revenge of the sith um, because I looked the whole plot with Finn and Rose going to Casino George Lucas Town, <laughs> Space Vegas, riding space fox horses, and as Andy put it best, releasing them five minutes away from where the paddocks they were kept in were so they could just be recaptured again. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. meeting the amazing actor Benicio de Toro's character, who betrays them, disappears and has no relevance to the plot after that. No comeuppance, no resolution to that plot. Nothing. Phasma turns up, dies. Cut all of that. Cut all man. of that nonsense. Ryan, we got Benicio del Toro. You have to use him. <laughs> he, uh, right. So the Del Toro might look, come back. Just in put the him in. He'll get them off the horse planet. Whatever. No yeah. problem. There Del Toro. <laughs> we'll get him out of the casino. We'll get there him out go. of Fox Horse Vegas. Right. So <laughs> Del Toro might come back in the next film. So I could stand I think he will, yeah. wrong. But Phasma, Rose just dies. So her character is utterly pointless. 
Phasma's well, no, not dead. Rose doesn't. Rose Phasma doesn't die. falls a three hundred foot into an exploding ball of yeah, fire. Yeah, but Phil. yeah, but you know what? Maybe Phil's right. She was on friggin' Starkiller base when it blew up. That's right. Uh, or so we were led to believe. Anyway, she, she like, clung to a big chunk of rock. <laughs> like Snoke. <laughs> like, yeah, like Snoke. Yeah, the, she's got the Snoke origin. <laughs> she's Snoka. All yeah. of that stuff. She. Like, oh man. Right. So yeah, um, Andy said it to me before we were recording, and I hundred percent agree. That whole sequence in the casino felt like Lucas era Star Wars, and I mean prequel Lucas. Yeah. Not. Well, they they needed a cantina scene. I guess. Did we need the Lucky Charms leprechaun shoving yeah. coins into BB-8? Oh. And and they had already cast Benicio del Toro. So I, I there it is. I think I for relevant. one uh, liked Benicio del Toro. I liked what his character did. Like I think that this, what we're saying here is that this stuff oh, right. was just too long. It was too much and too long. I get the point of sending them off on a mission and having them fail. I think that is important for the movie. Like that's what you that's one of the main themes like we said. So I I get that and I and I think it's okay to have a a portion of the the character's time be spent doing something and then failing at it. Like that doesn't to me that's that doesn't automatically mean that like oh, Finn didn't do anything this whole movie. The, where the problem comes for me and and like Sean said we were talking about this uh, before we started recording but he doesn't change. He doesn't learn anything, really, it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, Poe has a bit of an arc, right? Poe has an arc, at least. Like, Ray does. Kylo Ren does. What does Finn do? Nothing. He doesn't He doesn't do anything. Nothing happens. Like, all the stuff that happens to him, he just is like, I don't know. He fights Phasma again? Like, who cares? Finn gets kissed. Oh, yeah, exactly. He doesn't no, kiss her I, back. I, I love that moment. With, with all the stuff, well, all the stuff, and like Rose, Ro, like uh, I, 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 just, I wish Rose I wish was a better character. Her. I wish they didn't kill her. They didn't kill her. She's alive. Oh yeah, she is alive. You're right. Yeah, it just she's just like she's she just knocked out or whatever. I, I thought she died too, and I was like, wow, what a abrupt and weird death. But uh, no, she didn't die. But the kiss, uh, I was talking to, with some friends. It's like that kiss is from Finn's point of view, whereas if it was from Rose's point of view. It would have been like a real climax to her whole story. Like, yeah. there's another movie about Rose where that is like this big, huge moment. But and, but the fact that we got to see it from another point of view, uh, where it's it should have been this big moment and it wasn't, I think is like really great work. I think it's awesome that they had that moment and it it fell flat because it because it fell flat for him. It, he didn't he wasn't interested in her like that. You know? Yeah. I I thought it was really great actually. A lot of because I heard some people complaining about that, and I was like, no, no, no. I think that's I think that's like done on purpose and was really good. Just, it was the best part well, of their story, I thought. My complaint about it was we really did not need that to become a romantic story, I, and and I don't think it does. And I think I, 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 like yeah. what I just said, I think it's I think that's a good thing. It I'll mm. I'll hold my breath to see what happens in the next film to see whether they because yeah. Disney will listen to feedback about that won't they? Because J.J. Abrams is back on for the next one. Let's start a petition. <laughs> we'll see if we can get somewhere like, you know, between ten and 20,000 signatures because we know that'll influence a large corporation. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, though, that, that casino planet, uh, which is called Canto Bite, um, what, a, what a, a bizarrely weird... Like, and it just happens to be within one stealth shuttle's hop away 
from uh, where they're stranded for 18 hours. Oh. You know, like, <laughs> like was it eight hours or 18 hours? 18. 18, yeah. 18. Okay. And this is actually a nitpick, right? The whole film has sequences in it that just go on a little too long. Yeah. Even the Luke and Ray training sequence yep. had a number of unnecessary scenes. Even the final confrontation with Snoke in the throne room went on a little too long. Oh, right? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, I disagree with that, but but I, I get what you're I saying. I get the first point. And the entire chase, quote-unquote, chase scene. Okay, we're going to run after them for like 18 hours. I um, I, Get ready. There was a point in the film where I was watching it, and I realized I'd been sitting there for two hours, and I realized I hadn't seen an AT-80 yet. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, we're not even on crate <laughs> yet. Oh, my God. My uh, one of my friends said that uh, their the Rebel cruiser was a white Bronco class cruiser. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's very accurate. <laughs> a bit of OJ humor there for you. I I did Pretty think much. though that the decision to have the rebels or the whatever the resistance like this kind of dire situation that was just dragging on. I thought that they did a good job of like getting that tension going like i did feel that and that's yeah. i think what made the casino planet stuff even more disappointing is because like it's like wait they're gonna take the time to like free these horse things like yeah and then only put them like i was saying like five minutes away from where they're kept anyways and like yeah just down the beach a little yeah like just the people the people at that thing is like ah don't worry about it those horses they get out every like once a week we'll, we'll just go get them again like no, <laughs> that's what i was thinking don't too. worry about it and and they freed the horses, but not the children. <laughs> like, this horses are worth money. Slaves are what worth nothing. What is going on? Yeah, they didn't take. The, yeah. they didn't take the kids with them. Oh they didn't God. take the kids. The, and every one of those horses had a tender. That's true. Yeah, I thought the uh, costumes of the guards on the casino planet were very campy nineteen seventies Flash Gordon. Like they had little plastic capes and yeah. gray hot pants, and I just thought uh, that's got to be a nod to CAC, you know, films of that era. Got to be. I quite like. I liked that. it because it, it, yeah, yeah. I liked it too. I, I thought it was a little bit of a nod to like the old, like older, like the old rebel uh, and the old imperial like costumes from the first trilogy. I thought it was. I thought it was neat. It was it was a nice. Little, you're right though. It definitely felt a bit campier. But but that whole scene did, and I guess it was supposed to a little bit. But uh, like you said, the the little leprechaun, I hated that. Uh, the horse bit was just who cares? And like the the only bright spot of it, I think, was uh, was Benicio del Toro because he ended up being like uh, um, fun to watch on screen. I just thought he wasn't. If, yeah. If ultimately it didn't do that much, I he'll mean, he'll be in the next. He's, He's the reason they failed, essentially, right? So there is that, yeah. but, you know. He'll be in the next film. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple of nits to pick about. Uh, <laughs> well, shoot. I'm just I'm going to go back to the cruiser chase. Mm-hmm. So Laura Dern, yeah. <laughs> at the end of this, right? Laura Dern, I loved, I loved the character. I thought they were playing it up a little bit. In- Commander Hodor. Yeah. Uh, Vice Admiral Holdo. No, it's Ho- it's Hodor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Vice Admiral Hold the Door. Yes. If they can use the big cruiser like a giant hyperspace oh, torpedo, God, yeah. why didn't they just do that with the medical frigate, the first one to fail? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They just, you know what? That's why I don't like... Turn it around, it's pure, go to lights. Yeah. Phil, exactly. you're the type of 
role player who the GM hates. Just like, <laughs> have you spoken to my GMs? <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, like, so droids are pretty sophisticated, and as we saw, BB-8 was able to hijack an ATAT, ATST actually, right? And he he was able to get up into the ATST. He's a rolling bald, <laughs> get up into it and then drive it. And that was a little like horseback moment, and that was pretty good. So he got to ride a horse too. Yeah. Why did sure. Why did they need Laura Dern to? drive oh, the spaceship why didn't they just say hey um <laughs> so, bb9 you're not necessary yep <laughs> can can you just turn the ship around <laughs> i i had an answer to this which is they needed to make it appear there was life forms on the ship right but then later sure. on general huck says the ship is empty we have scanned it's it empty. Um, yeah. So that that blew my theory out of the water. In fact, that would have been yeah. a useful use for C-3PO, wouldn't it? Right. 3PO, oh you get a hero's God. death. <laughs> Please. That would have been amazing. That would have honestly been really great to hey, kill uh, to kill C-3PO that way. I would have 3PO. loved it. And not just because it's killing C-3PO. Right. So Anthony like, Daniels <laughs> does pantomime, which is camp children's theater at Christmas time in England every oh year. God. I'm pretty oh sure he just walks around the set of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in his C-3PO costume. <laughs> we are not losing that character till Anthony Daniels dies. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's the worst. It really is the worst. Um, yeah, there's a couple like, a couple of problems with, with Laura Dern's character, Admiral Holdo. Why is it that we have the highest ranked person in the resistance the leader of the resistance is going to sacrifice themselves yeah enough enough <laughs> with this thing enough with this sacrificing bullshit i hate it I, bullshit exactly it's so stupid they did it in 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 uh, uh, uh rogue one and it was it felt stupid there but even more justified there here it was just like no 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 if you need someone to pilot that ship you tell a pilot to do it you send one of your pilots because this person is very valuable to the resistance. Yes. Right? Yeah. It, like, I get it. It's like a, 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 the captain's going down with the ship or whatever. But this isn't some – you didn't run into an iceberg here. You're trying to you're trying to save the entire resistance. So you keep yeah. the smartest, most, like, experienced officers. You keep those people. They're very valuable. So- so we're going to need one of you to stay behind with the ship and drive it into the other ships. Yeah. Listen, it's an order. I'm the vice admiral. And I would I would do it, but you know, I'm pretty smart and necessary. So <laughs> any volunteers? I was, Awkward I, moment. <laughs> I think she's standing there holding. I think uh-huh. it would be important that the resistance has a working paleontologist in its number. <laughs> Anyone else here met a dinosaur? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go away, Officer Sam Neil. <laughs> Isn't she like a, a botanist or something in that movie? She's not a paleontologist, right? Oh no, you're right. She is a botanist. It's yeah. uh, she examines the dinosaur poo. To quote yeah. Jeff Bull, Jeff Goldblum, that's one big pile of. Sh- <laughs> I would do it, but if you guys run into some poisonous plants, who's going to tell you not to eat them? It's got to be me. If you find some mysterious animal droppings, who's going to examine them? <laughs> yeah? It's it's uh, also, let's talk about this briefly. Why didn't she just tell everyone the plan? Like it, it, again, like I get from maybe the movie we can't know that, but like why didn't she just tell Poe the plan cuz he almost ruined it and like right. destroyed the resistance, right? Oh, so up. like it, all the whole thing <laughs> 
of like of sending Finn away to do this thing. Stupid. If she had just told them the plan, they could have been like, oh, okay, great. Let's help you with this plan. You know what I mean? It, if Admiral Holdo had just told the crew the plan, this would never have happened. If Admiral Holdo had, had told the crew the plan, then none of it would have happened. And guess what? We'd be 45 minutes later on the movie and it would have been better for it. Mm, so, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, gents, uh, a little rating system, which uh, a good film magazine I read uses. Uh, so, I'm going to do it. So, rather than just rate the film out of five, you have to give it three ratings out of five. The first rating is for uh, your excitement before going in. The second rating out of five is for your excitement during. And the last rating is a retrospective rating out of five. Ooh, okay. So I'm I'll start while you think. So, well, I'm five. Um, my expectation going in was a five. I can't deny it's a Star Wars film. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure mine was even a five when I went in to see Clones the first time because hope springs <laughs> eternal, which is a theme of this film. Yep. Totally. Watching the film, I'm going to only give it a four because it, I loved what I loved, but it can't be a five if at least one point in the film I check my watch to see how long the film has been going on. Yeah. And coming out of it, I'm going to stick with a four. But if they got a really good edit into it, I'd bump it back up to a five. So for me, it's five, four, four. The anticipation and enjoyment for me um, was four, right? I was dreading what they were about to do to Star Wars. And I came out of the last Star Wars movie angry because of the way it did not serve Star Wars at all, right? And I thought, okay, we're we're really pretty much done with this. Mm. So... My anticipation was a four. <clears throat> my enjoyment, um, my enjoyment of the movie was probably a five. And whenever there were porgs on screen or Praetorian Guard, it was a six. Um, because Phil misunderstanding that was just the out of five system there. You're right. We- <laughs> <laughs> and then upon reflection, um, where of course all of the uh, the things come back in. All, all of the, the nitpicks come out and you, you start questioning it and wondering it. But again, I have many fewer nitpicks, many fewer questions about why they made the choices they did than in the previous two of the new Disney Star Wars. It's a four. So I am a mm-hmm. four, five, four. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that we, 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 haven't, we didn't talk about them, but you're right. The Praetorian Guards were sick. Like they were yeah. awesome. Oh my God. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, okay, so going in, I was like, I would have said I was like a two or a three, but like up to up till like the couple days before. But by the time I was actually like a day out of seeing it, full five, fully stoked, fully excited. Oh, yeah, I was I was jacked up. Mm. And I'm usually pretty good at avoiding that. Uh, but I don't know, I don't know, I just I couldn't, uh, I would say it was like at a three or a four for both the previous ones too. Um, but this one I was fully, fully excited. Um, during though, like a three. Uh, really? Yeah. I, I was like, but here's the thing, like during it. And again, this is only my first watching. I do have to watch it again. Uh, I find you get a much more accurate like feel for, you know, everything on second and third watching. Yeah. We're taking the kids for our, our second showing. Yeah. So so during this one, it, it, it was pretty low because I was like, I, I thought I I thought I knew what was going to happen. I could I thought I could see it coming. Some of the parts were too long. Like 
I was like, oh man, we're not. Uh, Luke's not gonna like this whole thing where she's trying to get Luke to train her. Like it's just taking too long. Uh, a, a bunch of this stuff. Um, so like, yeah, maybe like a three, and then after though, I, I go right to a, back up to a four. I think it's not a flawless, or I don't think it's one of the. I don't think it's like the best Star Wars movie, but I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> okay, last question for you both. Where do you rank this in the chart yeah, of just nine? Yeah. So for me, it's above Rogue One. Well, come on. So for me, the top five goes Rogue One, this, New Hope, Force Awakens, Empire. Oh, you went from five to one. Yeah, so this was yeah. my fifth. Yeah, okay. Wow. For me, it's uh, Star Wars, then Empire Strikes Back, then this one. So this is number three for you, is it? This is number three for me. It's tough. I, I, I really, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I, I, I don't know yet, really, but I, if I were to, like... If I had a gun in my head, which I do right now, so I will um, tell you what it is. Uh, I think it goes like Empire, or no, uh, A New Hope, Empire, Jedi. I think this is six. Oh, really? Yeah, but I got to see it really? again. I might, I might, in, like, I, I might. Pine uh, Force and Rogue One. Yeah, I think so, so. Andy, can you just say nice and clearly, without emotion, the names of all the films? So we can edit in the list so your number one is Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, you know what? I, you know what? Now, now that I come to think of it, I think this is above Force Awakens. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So what is the list again? I don't see. I don't know though. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's tough. It's either fifth or sixth, depending on where. It's either fifth or sixth. Yeah, exactly. I I regret not being on the uh, Rogue One show because I have a lot of problems with that film. But um, still, my fifth favorite Star Wars film. There's definitely a bunch of problems with that movie, but I think overall it's pretty good. I mean, go back and listen. I don't even remember what I said. I might have. I'm. I might have been one of the. I might have been really trashing it in that episode. Yeah, you were a fan. You were. It was really funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and listeners, you should go back to our website and look up Star Wars and and listen to and perhaps see if we put the video up. I don't even remember the the episodes where we have reviewed each of the new Star Wars movies. Um, I think it's S001, S002, and this one will be S003. See, we're being optimistic and thinking there might be a hundred or more Star Wars <laughs> <Yes. laughs> episodes that we review. I think yeah, exactly. we should go back and uh i don't know do it for patrons or do it for something and review all of them yeah do you want to i do that sure i would love to discuss why attack of the clones is worse than phantom menace (laughs) oh it's way worse way worse yeah i know people that don't think that oh Uh, and sith is there's a reason sith is an anagram for another word (laughs) revenge of the sith is very bad it's so bad. I've only but seen Phantom it once, Menace so like, I, I should watch that movie again. Well, we should we should do this for all the old films. We should watch right. them and then meet up and make sure we've watched it within a week of doing this. Mm-hmm. Make notes and then I've clear some time and do like no long ass episodes that. about it. Yeah, we're going to go mad, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I would just do a film show. I mean, we anyway. could probably we could probably do a whole uh, another hour on this one alone. Oh, so easily. Yeah, if it wasn't for time constraints, we probably would would keep going. Yeah, we would. Our last one was one hour forty minutes. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what? There's something to be said for being concise. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this one where our runtime so far is only about an hour and 15 minutes. So, right. But that is enough time, right? Mm-hmm. So, thank you for hanging out with us, everyone. Um, we three do enjoy us a Star Wars film, and uh, we actually enjoy hanging out too. So, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, our listeners rock. I know your listeners rock. Uh, Andy, how can our listeners find you assuming they are not already fans yada 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 because you know each of each of our podcasts occasionally gets a person who hasn't listened to the other true show. yeah it, it for sure happens uh you can uh, uh check out our podcast myself and my co-host sean Tavares, uh commander's brew you can just go to commandersbrew.com or just you know look us up on your local podcast app or go to youtube we have a youtube channel there as well youtube.com uh, slash Commander's Brew. Uh, individually, I'm on Twitter, at uh, Andy Hullbone. And uh, since this is a Star Wars uh, episode, you can go uh, to spacejanitors.com and watch all the old episodes of Space Janitors, which is the show that I wrote for and, and uh, even starred in sometimes. Yeah, um, you were the original uh, Space Janitor before Finn. Yeah, exactly. And uh, don't, <laughs> like, it's interesting. I'm not saying that they that they have referenced Space Janitors, but the, it is interesting how many little things have yeah. popped up in this in these new movies. Like uh, uh, the fact that Finn is a space janitor. The something about mopping. There was something. Some he said something about mopping, which is yeah. like we made a very similar reference. Yeah, he said um, he knew where the different rooms on the, the Star Destroyer was because he used mopped to mop those them. Floors, yeah. yeah. How long was he a janitor? How many ships well, he did he was mop? Picked as a child, wasn't he? Yeah, so he, so he must have done it as like a young through child his training. All right, all right. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, enough. yeah. So shut up. There's Phil. more to unpack there. <laughs> a but long also, time, there's, Phil. And I know that this is just a coincidence. I'm not. I'm not actually suggesting that they actually put this in on purpose. But there's a whole episode of Space Janitors where all they get brainwormed, and the only thing anyone <laughs> says in real life is, "Yeah, man. Yeah, man." <laughs> yeah man and what does Benicio Del Toro's uh, character say like I don't know I can't remember exactly when it was something when they were on the ship that he stole yeah. he just goes yeah man like I I, I like I saw the movie with uh, Brendan Halloran who plays the main character in Space Janitors yeah. and I was like oh, what when, <laughs> when yeah. the characters in Space Janitors find the lightsaber that's like when the Porgs find the lightsaber that Luke's throwing <laughs> over his shoulder it's exactly the same. They definitely watch Space Janitors. No, but um, it's it's just fun to see like how I guess like your people who are close to the series who actually work on the real series and even the parody versions kind of end up thinking alike and having similar uh, similar things come out. It's great. So yeah, go to spacejanitors.com. I think you you guys will like it. You know, in my last days at Disney, I heard they were making Space Janitors canon. Oh my god, that would have been so sick. <laughs> this so crazy. The royalties checks alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. We actually did have someone at Lucasfilm contact us and say how much they loved the show. And uh, it was a person who was like involved with the like... Um, um, did they talk what was talk it? like this? Uh, <laughs> hey, I really love the yeah. show. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was George I'm Lucas. Big fan. Big fan of the show. They said something about, like, it, I think they used to work you in. Love um, what you did with the uh, Yeah Man. Needs, uh, they worked needs, in, like, the archiving or whatever, like, like keeping track of the canon and what's canon and what's not. So that's actually kind of interesting you mentioned that, Phil. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Sorry, me Anyways. and Phil just both did George Lucas impressions right over the top <laughs> of what you just said. <laughs> and we're not, we're not pulling that. <laughs> no, that stays in for sure. In fact, what we're just going to do is we're going to we're going to duck bend. you. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, 
What, what I'd like to you guys do sound is like a, Kermit uh, the Frog. You don't sound like maybe, George Lucas. Um, maybe maybe we should put some Yemen yeah, in uh, the next uh, next movie. Yeah, yeah make make <laughs> make Ray yeah. a, a space yeah. chef. Yep. Yeah. She was always She's a meant chef to be, and he's a janitor. Change her to be a CGI Muppet. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Special thanks to all of our patrons. This is great, everyone. <laughs> Patrons of both shows stuck it out through the the recent shenanigans that pa- Patreon Patreon did, but they changed it back, and so it's okay and fairly safe to donate again. Our show also has PayPal recurring donations, and you can get there by going to the website commanderandmtg.com slash donations, and uh, kick us a buck a show if you don't mind. That helps us tremendously, and when you realize that's just like a pack of cards a month, it's it's pretty trivial, and it seems oh, like uh, well, we should be doing. I've said it, it many times. I, I do it to if a number. Everyone of shows. that downloads our show gave us one dollar once. Oh. We'd never have to ask for money again. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. And each week we like to call out three very special patrons, and this week we're calling out Hunter Clay's, Stephen Erickson, and a returning call out Gerald Steer, oh. who is absolutely incredible. And knowing that we were facing a hit, and we did from the Patreon confusion, he actually upped his donation. This man is incredible. Joe's a friend of the show. Yeah, he really is. And of us individually. Yes, That absolutely. dinner he took us yeah. to was delightful. And We got to meet Sir Raps a lot. Do you remember? <laughs> That's a different story for a different time. Carry on. <laughs> no, it's true, though. <laughs> we did meet Sir Raps a lot, yeah. And, uh... Andy, I don't know what your show is like, but without without the continued support of our patrons, we could not do this show. So thank you. It's very amazing that people like us enough to support the show directly. So thank you to all of our patrons as well. It, it, it really feels special. It's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody at some point in their lives gets to feel that joy that somebody likes what you're doing well enough. Tonight. Maybe we'll roll some George Lucas Will over that. You um. Give us cash. <laughs> um, yeah, can you donate a buck a show? Um, it, it'll be great. I promise I'll take Jar Jar out if you do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you could put the buck a show into the Jar Jar. <laughs> Andy, in the time honored tradition, can you take us out? Super sweet. Totally awesome. Ah, oh, thank you, sir.
Just why Phil's talking to himself, Andy? Just look at his beard. Right. Yeah. Doesn't he have a proper Luke beard? Yeah, he did. Looks good. Can you be grumpy and <laughs> cantankerous, like, Phil? Me? <laughs> I am always cheerful and reasonable. Can you can you drink the disgusting milk from some <laughs> sea cow thing? Okay. My my six year old, when I got home, I said to him, What was what was your favorite part of the movie? And he said, when Luke was drinking the pee-pee from those boobs on those things. <laughs> yeah. He was drinking the pee-pee for sure. <laughs> from the boobs on those things. <laughs> 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 <laughs>